Welcome to the Together for Change podcast series. I'm your host, Marvin O'Kelly. As of June 2020, following the untimely death of George Floyd, I've taken on the role of diversity and inclusion officer for the Halifax Wanderers. Since that time, I've hosted a number of Zoom calls with Wanderers fans, members, partners, and others in our community. My aim is that by having these tough and sometimes awkward conversations, we can begin to break down barriers and strengthen a culture of diversity and inclusion. Today, my guest is Leland Searle, also known as Missy Searle or Mama Searle. Leland is a Wanderer season ticket holder since year one and is widely known across the league as a super fan. You can catch her in section 104 with the Fanny Pank gang that she was <laughs> known for starting in uh, 2019. Lillian is a member of the Wanderers Diversity Committee. She's on the board for the Delmore Buddy Day Learning Institute, as well as a parent navigator for the Regional Center for Education. Lillian recently joined Rise Helps LRC, which is the Loan Review Committee, which is a national organization that provides loans for people suffering from mental health. I've known Lillian and her sons for a long time, and I consider them family. Thanks for joining me today, Lillian. Thanks for having me, Marvin. I'm going to call you Missy, if you don't mind. Uh, that would be great uh, because friends and family call me Missy. Awesome, awesome. So Missy, just to start right off the bat, um, why did you join the Wanderers Diversity and Inclusion Committee? Uh, well, when uh, you know when you you spoke about there were some changes that needed to happen, and your organization were really adamant that you wanted to be part of this community and bring like-minded people in to support not only uh, yourselves as an organization and your team, um, but also the fans and the community at large. And so I was, you know, I was really interested to be a part of that so that I, I too could connect with the community and work with like-minded people to, of course, try to prevent a toxic environment from happening um, and to be part of a solution, uh, rather a solution to challenges um, around racism. Um, you know, because really there's, there's no other reason. Um, I want to make a difference. And the only way, uh, it's the way that I brought up, the only way that you can make a difference is to be involved. And if you're not involved with something, you can't complain about something. So I was, you know, I was really happy and uh, that even if I wasn't on this committee, I was really happy that it was going to happen. It was much appreciated, and I really, really want to be here to um, make it easier for those coming behind us, because, you know, the wonders are going to be around for a while, so this committee is going to be going for a very long time, so if we can lay the path, it'll make it easier for those that come behind us. Well said, well said, Missy, and, you know, I share those same sentiments with a lot of what you said, you know, we, we have to be part of the solution by being actively involved, so thank you for you know, on that first call that we had with the Wanderers, you allowed yourself to be vulnerable to us and everybody else who was on that call and, and shared some experiences that I know weren't weren't easy to share. So I really, you know, thank you for for being vulnerable with us and allowing others to understand that it's okay to be vulnerable in the hopes of coming together for change and solutions. Yeah, it was it was not easy, but it you know um, it's our reality. If we don't share our reality, nobody knows what we're going through. For those who weren't on that call, Missy, do you mind um, telling us a little bit about what you shared on that call? Sure. Um, 
so we were in the stands as we, you know, we're rowdy, we're enjoying the game, we're enjoying, you know, we're enjoying the players uh, and, you know, everybody's getting into it. And our usual group in 104 were all together, except behind us, there were, um, and I'll be nice, gentlemen that uh, were from away who were sitting behind us and they obviously purchased the tickets from the holders and um, we're watching a game and comments just started. I want to um, hear those comments if you don't mind elaborating. Like I, I remember, you know, a comment being made at one of our soccer players to smile because they couldn't see him. Um, you know, that way the other players could find him um, to kick him the ball. Uh, you know, my my blood pressure rose. I turned around and I looked at them. And I, hindsight, of course, there was so much more I could have and should have done. But I sometimes think the Mama Searle look scares the shit out of people. So <laughs> I, I believe it. I think it did the job. And I and you know I felt my my son's hand on my leg, and I, you know I I really stayed composed and I kept it in and I repeated it of course to others that were in our section post match because they were gone fast. And it just is like, you know, we've been doing this and enjoying this section and enjoying this game. And, you know, we rhymed somebody's name with spaghetti or like there was no. And, yes. Right. Your shoes untied. Mm -hmm. Like the typical banter, typical stuff. But smile because the players can't see you to th kick you the ball. Mm. Like Not what? not okay um so it uh, it hurt it really hurt because we really had a great time and experience mm -hmm. and I, I wasn't deterred to come back but i was hurt and i was and i and i kept thinking like what could i have done at that time like should i have reported them to the ushers like do i want to did i want to go there did i want to ruin the rest of my night i mean my night was ruined but because I know I have my sons with me, so I, I know it might have got a little rough. And then, of course, I have my my wharf family in 104, so it could have got really rough. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we, it's not walk away, but I just, I just had to, I just had to make a choice. You know, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, there's, there's a choice to take. Now, 22-year-old Missy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would not have been nice, so... Yeah. Well, um, honestly, and I, I was, I'm really happy that we were able to provide a platform that you could voice, you know, what happened. Yes, and I, and and then I, at the end of that, I appreciated the responses that I, I received from your league and your your team and your bosses and mm -hmm. everybody who reached out to me afterwards that was in that call as 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 spectators, mm -hmm. who you know said, oh my gosh let me know next time or and hopefully there is no next time and things exactly. like that right so uh it was really great to know that there were people in in my corner in my family's corner so that we know that the next time we sit in those stands we're gonna have a great experience exactly. and even this year even though we didn't have the 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 fan experience of being in the stands we had the experience of being in some local bars yeah. and we had the experience of course of being on the wanderers grounds mm -hmm. and what I appreciate it most about all of that is 
I was comfortable going into all of those spaces because I knew that I had a group of people that were beside me. And you had allies and friends. Exactly, exactly. And that's another reason to be a part of this committee is because I want I want to be that person that is beside people, supporting them and 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 helping them along. Because diversity and inclusion, you know, it encompasses even more than race. We're talking, mm-hmm. we're talking women. We're yeah. talking, you know, um, people with disabilities. Yeah. Uh, anything from, you know, I can't visualize the game. Is there a way that we can support this person so that they can have the same experience mm-hmm. that a person who can visualize the game? So Definitely. that's what that's why I'm here. So. And it's interesting you say that, actually, because I almost forgot that we actually had um, a fan, the season ticket holder in year one, who actually had issues and they had a seeing eye dog, you know, and they reached out to us and they said, you know, I'm, I want to support and, and I want to be there and I bought season tickets, but this is the situation that I have, you know, and, and we were able to accommodate for them uh, to make sure that they were able to be in an area that they could see, you know, and and it was uh, near those premium pitch side tables. So that's amazing. That's really, amazing. I, I am really proud to be part of an organization that values, you know, everybody from yes. all walks of life, from all challenges, all uh, levels of privilege. You know? Yes. So, yes. So I completely agree that our committee is the foundation um, that this club can can be grown. You know, for and, sure. And I'm, I'm thank you for being a part of it. You know, I, yourself and everyone else are not just people who were gonna talk the talk, but also walk the walk. You know? Thank you. And, um, you know, w- with following off from that incident, it was it was really tough for myself to hear you um, say what had happened to you as somebody who, you know, I feel like you're like a second mother to me at times. And, <laughs> and you know, your sons, Chris and uh, Daniel are like brothers to me. Mm-hmm. And I really, it really hit a nerve to know that that happened at our wanderers rounds and you know we'll do our best to make sure that doesn't happen to anybody else and we make sure that everyone going to the wanderers grounds knows that we do not tolerate that kind of behavior by any means thank you you. you're always such a positive person you know and (laughs) and (laughs) it's how i was raised (laughs) yeah you know that's great you know and and i want to talk about you know how how you were raised because i think um, we all are a sum of our nature and nurture, as, as we all know, and mm-hmm. I want to know a little bit about your upbringing. Um, well, uh, to use the term, I am a military brat. Mm-hmm. So uh, my father was in the armed forces, and I had the opportunity to live in Canada and Germany throughout my life. Um, moving back to Canada <gasps> 40 years ago, um, after spending... Uh, my early teens in in Germany, we moved back to Canada. Um, so I've, you know, I've had the opportunity to experience um, some wonderful culture uh, throughout the world. And I had uh, two parents that in my eyes, and maybe not in other people's, but in my eyes were pioneers. Uh, my father was a radio operator in the Canadian Armed Forces. He was probably one of the first handful of Black radio operators in the Canadian Army. And my mother uh, was a, uh, she had grade seven education and she basically taught herself and uh, became an accountant after starting out as a 
a nurse's aide uh, and, and a nanny. Um, and she just, she just worked her way up and taught herself. The only reason we ended up moving to Nova Scotia was because she actually was transferred to Nova Scotia, not my father, um, because she opened the superstores here in Nova Scotia. She opened up three superstores in Nova Scotia when they first came in 1987. So my mother, yeah, and this is, you know, this is a young black woman with a grade seven education who packed up her stuff went up to montreal to live for a while and then came back to nova scotia you know found the love of her life and they you know had this amazing life together for 50 52 years before my mom passed so wow wow i didn't even know that yes yeah yeah so there's myself and my brother I do have a brother he's younger than I am and he actually lives in Saskatchewan Mm -hmm. um and he works as a it's sort of like a uh natural resources uh officer uh working for a company to protect those who work in the oil fields Mm -hmm. we uh you know we're an adventurous type of family that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure and I mean, your son is known by many, uh, not only in Halifax, but across the league now being such a sports guy. I don't, know. I don't even know how to, super uh, fan, sports, encyclopedia, sports. Forever, forever. He uh, actually won his first uh, competition on the radio at, I think he was like nine, where he beat men out. Wow. With trip for with a trivia con- uh, contest, mm-hmm. and he won a Bobby Orr signed painting or wow. photog- like, photograph. Yeah, and he beat like men straight across Canada. And he's definitely the most knowledgeable sports person I know. By far. he freaks me out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, quick, he, quick shout out to your son and his new podcast that he started. Uh, I am Searle. For anybody my name is Searle. My name is Searle. Sorry. My name is Searle. Definitely go and check it out. A lot of great interviews with um, people from the sports world. And, you know, they also talk politics and just current events. So definitely check that out if you have it. And Missy, you are known by fans across the league for (laughs) many (laughs) reasons, you know. But what is it that you love the most about the Wanderers? Is Is it the fact that you've been exposed to this, you know, national group of fans? Is it the fact that, um, you you have the war family and your 104 section. You got the fanny pack gang. Is it the you know the before and afters of the game? What is it that you love about the Wanderers? The funny thing is, is this for years and years? I we are a footy family. We've always been a footy family. I grew up with footy. Yes, you know we've got hockey teams, but I'm not a massive hockey fan. Yes, we have basketball teams, but I'm not a massive basketball fan. I love football and so the rumors the rumors and you know Chris was attending uh, different events and we heard these rumors and when it came true I think I was more excited than the boys you know <laughs> I remember talking to you on the phone and I was yes that's right <laughs> you know I, I I live with an Arsenal I lived with an Arsenal fan because my kids are grown up now but <laughs> you know I had an Arsenal fan on one side a United fan on the other side and I you know I can't I'm a parent I can't cheer for either team um, especially when they're pay- playing each other so when the Wanderers came it was like oh my gosh this is something that we have 
together as a family, we have one team. Mm -hmm. um, so it was super exciting. And then um, game day atmosphere, insane. You know, we, uh, I, I think I took vacation days, um, Lou hours. <laughs> um, can I use my sick time for this? <laughs> you know, just so I could make sure that we were, I was back home so get the guys so we could take the ferry. So we get up the hill. I think we were like always there pretty much the same time as the people working the doors. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Is, is the beer open yet? Like, like yeah. we were, we were always, it, we were always there. It was just super, super exciting. Daniel was the same, getting people to cover his shift, mm -hmm. you know, Chris work, worked from home. So he was way more flexible, but he was making sure that there was actually somebody with my dad. Cause he's my dad's caregiver. Mm -hmm. So we had all of this, all of this going on and just, um, the vibe um, and you can feel it just coming up out of everybody uh, from, you know, the, the little four-year-old kids, you yeah. know, straight up to this, the, the seniors that are in that crowd that are so ecstatic that mm -hmm. there's footy in Nova Scotia. And a lot of the seniors that I've met, um, you know, just chit-chatting or whatever, because you know, I'm loud. Um, <laughs> they, uh, a lot of them were from like Scotland or Ireland or the UK. Yeah. So they were just so ecstatic that there was something like home here. Definitely. And uh, it's crazy how many people I spoke to from all over when I was, you know, initially um, selling season tickets. There's people from Lithuania who bought season tickets, somebody from Detroit who bought season tickets, the person from um, Vancouver bought a season ticket and moved here. You know, we got, we got um, Brian and Kirsten who moved Brian, from Hamilton. Right? Have, there's so oh. many stories that you it's, it's hard to even start. But the, Brian and Kirsten make it so that you love the sport even more. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a chance meeting. We stood beside each other on the side of the field watching a game. Mm. Brian says, what is that you're eating? And I say, it's a humble pie. Shout <laughs> out, Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's a humble pie. And he's like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. And he goes and he buys a bag full and we just chit chat and we end up talking about food and craft beer and we end up going out for supper. We, you know, share our, our Instagram handles and instantly become friends via this distance. And then all of a sudden during COVID, hey, Missy, guess who's coming to Halifax? <laughs> What? They loved everything from, of course, the Wanderers, mm -hmm. but just straight up because they met so many people on that field that day. Yeah, I met them too. I what led to get them in their tickets. Right, right. <laughs> the and beauty of Halifax. And that there, somebody who does something like that should make us really proud. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get to meet... Um, Kyle and his girlfriend who moved from BC? No, no. no. That was an interesting story too uh, for anybody who hasn't met Kyle. He, he moved from Vancouver, him and his girlfriend at the time. When I spoke to him over the phone, he was just inquiring about it. You know, what's, what's this season going to look like? What is, you know, what's Halifax like? We're thinking about maybe moving. And um, it was really funny because he was a Spurs fan. I asked him, what team do you support? And he says Spurs. And I was like, ah, oh, that's unfortunate. And, <laughs> you know, somebody who's an Arsenal fan. And, you know, we built, we built a quick, you know, 
require very quickly. And um, I found out, you know, a few weeks later that we were going to be having this uh, mascot that was Nova Scotia Duck Toller. And, you know, I had started texting with him and I asked, he told me he had a dog and I asked him what kind of dog he had. He said Nova Scotia Duck Toller. And I just <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it secret until the mascot was released was so hard. But like <laughs> when you moved here and realized that Rover was a Nova Scotia Duck Toller, I think he just grew to love the Wanderers even more. <laughs> But there's so, awesome. many other, so many stories like that of people from other provinces moving here and just, you know, loving. There, there was a person from Toronto who called me and was like, I just want to buy a season ticket and you decide who to give it to. Um, I just want to support this league and make sure it works, you know. So yes, yes. It's, it's incredible, the the amount of stories and the friendships. and. You know, well, the- we, we ended up making friends with Jack Murray because he was the the, the ball boy in front of our in front of 104 yeah front of your section right we're like good job good job and stuff like that and he kept turning around and laughing at us and that right so I stumbled across him on Instagram and I shared a couple of pictures with his mom because you know I'm a strange lady um and now like we've been chatting for you know over a year his mom and his dad and us and we you know we've formed this crazy wanderers family relationship it's insane and you you even have another layer of you know that a lot of other fans are jealous of you know you (laughs) you got to host um not in 2020 unfortunately with the pandemic but in 2019, you had the boys over, a lot of them for dinner. You know, tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. So, of course, you know, you end up picking a player. It's like, oh, geez, I like his stats or whatever. So I picked a player and um, the boys picked their players and stuff. And I was like, um, I said to Chris, well, you know, ask, ask Insa if you, you know, if he wants to come over for supper sometime mm-hmm. and uh happy so, belated birthday to him as well yes exactly and so my son chris was like okay mom i'll ask him and of course you know every other conversation but do you want to come over for supper mm-hmm. so you guys had a fan event after after a game and i woke up i walked over to to zoom and i said hey um do you want a home-cooked meal <laughs> and he was like sure <laughs> and i'm like okay uh you know i follow you on instagram let me know a good day so he texts and texts and okay we pick a day and he says can i bring another player with me so insa texted chris and said he was coming with zoom well i didn't get two i got four <laughs> i get andre and mo as well so i had all four of them at the house um which i always make a lot of food so there was no worries and then it became a regular thing, just coming over for something to eat because it kind of comes from my mom. So my mom kind of flashed into my head of how she always treated people who were from away because mm-hmm. as a military family, we were stationed sometimes in places where we couldn't return to come home mm-hmm. for Christmas or anything. So you kind of, again, make your own family with those who are also from away. Mm-hmm. So my mom specifically always brought young men who couldn't go home on leave to the house and uh, they had Christmas dinner. I literally um, wasn't until I had my own family that I wasn't at the small table for Christmas dinner, (laughs) you know, always booted from the big table, but it just was something that my mom did. And it just kind of stuck with, 
with me as I can't imagine being this far away from home and not having, you know, a little bit of home. And of course, food, food is home. And of course, in the, in the black culture, food is family. And, um, you know, I, I consider anybody who eats one meal <laughs> that I make them um, family. So it was, it was nothing for them to, you know, to say, are, are you going to be feeding us this weekend? And me saying, sure, come on over. And they, you know, they even came to my father's 70, uh, oh gosh, 78th birthday party. Like they showed up at my father's 78th birthday party. Um, like that's awesome. And, and dad, kicked, you know, dad kicked them out when it got late time for you boys to go but he he really enjoyed them too and he he interviewed them literally interviewed them and asked them you know where they were from and what it was like being in Canada and and why they were doing this and it was it was really cool to see my dad having that opportunity as mm. well with professional football players definitely um, and it was a give and take honestly a lot of our players um, at the end of the season told us you know part of the reason why they fell in love with Halifax and stuff was, you know, Mama Searle and the and Mama Searle's cooking and Chris Searle and, and the whole, you know, so thank you, honestly, for helping our, you know, our players feel more at home for a lot of the guys who are really, really far from home. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it's, I mean, I would like somebody to do that with my kids if, you know, if, if that had been ever the issue, but they won't leave home. So I <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I can just hear them now, both sucking their teeth. Uh, <laughs> I remember Alex Marshall too when he when he came. You know, he, he oh, made some meals for him as well. That yeah. was so fun. So I was Matt reached out to me and said, "Missy, I've got two in quarantine who need food," <laughs> and I was like, "I'm on it." And so when I found out that Alex loved my jerk chicken. <laughs> I was like, okay, that is like probably one of the best compliments I could ever receive. Yeah, especially that, coming from Jamaica. From Jamaica, <laughs> Missy's jerk chicken was good. So I was like, what? You know, I've, I still have the, the screenshot of the WhatsApp of Missy, what? <laughs> so I was, that was pretty exciting. It's just, you know, and then like, um, just before you guys finished up in October of 2019. We had them over for a farewell. And um, I sat with a young fella all season. His name was Xander. And I said to him and his dad, I said, you know, is it okay for Xander to come over and meet the guys? Um, it's, you know, we're, I'm having them over for supper. And, and there, his dad was like, really? Do you think they'd mind? And I'm like, no, I think they'd be honored. And, you know, Xander was just so excited and and you know he had his he had pictures taken with him he had I think they signed a, a ball and I think they gave him a t-shirt and signed it like it was just it was really awesome they were so gracious and and so good with him and and then of course all of our crazy family because they did get to meet a lot of my crazy aunts and stuff too so and they just embraced all of these players as if they'd been there last week uh, or you know, for years, sorry, not last week, <laughs> you know, they embraced them as if they'd been there for years. They really enjoyed them and wanted them to have a good time. So for sure, for sure. I will do it again. 
<laughs> I'm sure there will be many opportunities in the future. And Super Bowl! <laughs> especially requests from Alex specifically for that jerk chicken, I can imagine. Uh, okay, well, I will cook it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to hear the light, you know, the lighthearted side of the Wanderers. And, you know, we're all thrilled, you know, that we have such a family vibe to our to our team, you know. And, totally. And it's the yes. first thing that we say, you know, when people become season ticket holders is, you know, welcome to the family. You've talked a lot about, you know, your Wanderers family and, you know, how much joy you get out of being a part of that and the CPL family as well. Um, Could I summarize it as it's the family that you chose, right? Totally. Would you say that the family that you were born into kind of taught you to be welcoming and, you know, inclusive and, you know, completely led to you being a part of the Wanderers family? Completely. Yes. Yes. My parents, um, as I told you, you know, everybody was welcome around that table. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I was, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really important that, you know, people understand that how you raise people is, you know, what leads to how they become, you know, and there, there have been situations where we've had to educate, you know, parents and youth in our community about the problems that the youth face and, why it's the parents um, responsibility to educate them on how not to be racist, how not to be prejudiced, how not to be spoiled, how not to, you know, not act to be privileged. sexist or any sexist, of those. misogynistic, any of the above, you know, yes. what do you tell your sons, you know, with, with that same vein? Do you, have you taught them from a very young age not to um, judge people by the, their skin color or, you know, their, their privilege, you know, where, where they live or their status? They, my two have always been raised that way, um, you know, because of the, the way the world was going to treat them. Mm-hmm. And so it's also, you know, you don't want to receive, if you give, you do, like be prepared to receive. Mm-hmm. And so that was just something that I've, I always taught them, like, mm-hmm. but don't give to receive. It's like, exactly. it's just a, it's, it just happens naturally. It exactly. And so, you know, it, it, Chris, Chris and Daniel both had incidents, incidences, like even to the point where, you know, uh, Daniel was almost jumped um, and somebody was, was there and said, oh, no, 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 you can't touch him. That's Searle's brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so literally, if Daniel didn't have Chris as his brother, Daniel, he would have been, he would have been jumped mm-hmm. um, because they, they, saw, they, they saw Daniel more as black and Chris is more as white mm-hmm. where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was the behavior uh, that, that was exhibited against, against my, my kids, Mm -hmm. but Chris was also treated differently because I'm his mother. And at one point they all thought I was his babysitter. You know, he's like, no, that's my mother. You know, what, what, this is like a six-year-old saying that's my mother. Mm -hmm. So as soon as children knew I'm his mother, they're, they're, um, behavior change towards him so of Mm -hmm. course you know you have that conversation with well that's not the person that you want to have as your friend exactly so as life has gone on they have you know they have learned those lessons Mm. um and 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 i think my young men are probably two of the most respectful 
people that I know. Um, no, no, I, I would agree. You know, Chris, like I said, Chris, Chris is my dad's caregiver and he lives in a building that's, you know, 80% seniors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, we were there the other day and somebody knocked on the door and it was just this, it was this little old lady from down the hall. And she said, I've got cashew brittle for Chris. And I was like, what? <laughs> I even saw recently, actually, he got a mask, another mask. from somebody. Another mask from a, you know, from, because, you know, Chris, somebody needs something up high. He'll go over and reach for it. Mm. Something's broken. He'll go fix it. He'll put in a light bulb. Mm. So I, you know, I've raised them to be that person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not, oh God, this old lady's at the door again. It's, mm. oh my gosh, you know. Can I help? yeah what can I do what's going on and she was like oh no nothing's going on I just get some brittle for you mm -hmm. so the, so these are the kids I've raised my youngest yeah. my youngest is an early childhood educator mm -hmm. you know like he chose the path to help raise other people's children specifically so that they could see a man in a role that specifically is in a female nurturing role mm -hmm. And this is the, this is the role that my son has taken. Yeah. Um, and a lot of credit goes to you, Missy. Honestly, you you've raised those young men um, tremendously. You know, so take take all the credit because you. Oh, <laughs> Stu and I do believe you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> wish we wish we could get that credit in cash, but. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. you know, it's it's really important, you know. And early on, there I made. Uh, a point to say don't give for the sake of getting because you know it's something that i really learned moving from kenya to to initially fredericton um that there's this culture of giving just to get you know and it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's epitomized around christmas you know and people what are you getting me like you know people trying to find out what people got them so they can give them an equivalent you know or a similar valued gift and stuff you know and i i never i've never enjoyed that that side of, of Christmas that, you know, is, is, is here in North America, because, you know, the true nature of Christmas is not around anything to do with gifting and receiving gifts. No, you know? it's, it's being in each other's company. And that's, exactly. that's what I've always, I've always said and thought all, all of those times when we have those breaks throughout the year is to be together with family and friends mm -hmm. should only be used for those times yes yeah, it's right. reflecting on you know okay it's christmas okay it's easter mm -hmm. okay it's canada day but thinking about those times those should be times that we're reflecting because exactly. you know throughout the year going from you know the 365 days in between the stress and going from your new year's resolutions all the way up to the next christmas is just yes and all all of that stress and junk that's in there take that time to just reflect and relax yeah. and not get stressed out even more and it's crazy to me because that's exactly what happens in north america you know people get even more stressed around christmas because they're like you know, last year, somebody got me a, a phone. What, what do I have to get them? Last year, you know, they got me this and I have to get this because my friends are buying their kids this and they're, it's becomes a big competition, you know, yes. and, and it takes away from the whole, the whole message, you know, and the reason yes. I think it's really important to note that is because you've done a great job of, of teaching your, your sons to be selfless just because it's the right thing to do what we're supposed to do that's what we're put on this earth to do exactly exactly and, and i think that's why you're such an integral part of our committee as well because 
you know, you're somebody who's shown that you are selfless time and time again, you know, and, and I really credit you for that because, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's very easy to be selfish. And a lot, you know, there's a lot, North America's filled with, with selfish people, you know, as, as we see what's going on with, you know, this whole GameStop and the Robin Hood situation, like, or it's people just, getting on planes to go get uh, their COVID inoculation. Exactly. Politicians, politicians and, you know, bosses alike. But it's really important that I think we, we all reflect and realize that, that that mentality and that culture is not sustainable. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Um, it makes you sick inside. Yeah. And, you, and you might not think about it and you're going to the doctor and your back is bugging you and this is bugging you and that is bugging you and it's like well that's all stems from all of that poison that you're doing those toxic relationships the toxic behavior um yeah thank you thank you for saying that Marvin and and you know like 2020 really gave me a lot of time to to reflect and think about even like just me as a person mm-hmm. um you know I, I started a new career in january and you know by march <laughs> i was laid off mm. and it was like you know i cried for three hours and <laughs> it's like what is going on um but i did end up getting uh you know a couple of casual and then full-time positions which was you know i thank I thank God every day for that. And I, and I also put it out there. Um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the power of intention. And so, yes, definitely having faith. And so um, all of those things happened, but at the same time, what happened was, and this was just the COVID part of 2020 was just that I had to be in my space, in my place, mm-hmm. you know, no hurrying, no rushing, no commuting. I had to slow down. And I had to work from home and I had to be safe. And it, you know, I was diagnosed with a general anxiety disorder and uh, depression back in, um, oh my gosh, 23 years ago. So 98. And so a crash is a crash. And when you crash, you crash hard. And so that's pretty much what we were waiting for was me to crash because all of a sudden my world had just imploded as, as did everybody else's. But I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't crash. When I did crash was after the murder of George Floyd. And then it just seemed like we were just inundated with photos and stories of so many injustices done to Black Americans mm. over, well, I mean, we know how long, because it hasn't stopped, not even yesterday. But just play. and Canadians, just to be clear. And, and yes, Canadians. thank you. And actually, no, around the world, because mm-hmm. you know, I I I I read something yesterday on uh, Libyan um, slave markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about Saudi Arabia deporting three thousand um, Ethiopians that they were keeping in slave prisons, and there's still two hundred thousand more to go. So yeah, this is Yemen. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this is just it's just again toxic Mm -hmm. and so having those images played and played and played and played and played I Stu was at work one night and three o'clock in the morning I thought I was having a heart attack I just literally crashed and he said I can't believe it took you this long but 
the fear for my sons, my cousins, my nephews, just just my family, my friends, my friends' children, just that fear of how are these children going to be treated when they walk out the door. I, I For years, I had already said to Daniel anyway, because Chris didn't really run at night, but Daniel would. And I, and I would call him and he's like, mom, I'm fine. I'm mom, I'm fine. But my nerves were always shot because he was running at night. And I, you know, I, I think I became a little more hypersensitive in, in, uh, in 2020, um, you know, to the point where I needed to have a text or a phone call from the kids every single day. I mean, it weaned off towards the end of 2020, but I just, I just needed to, to make sure that they were okay. And, and I feel that I've become more protective, um, more on guard, Mm -hmm. uh, more on guard for how people look at me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I had one driving while black incident, um, you know, where an RCMP driver, you know, driving my brand new car, there's no place to do U-turn. And I just happened to look in my mirror and he did a U-turn. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to take you on a drive. (laughs) (laughs) So I did. I took Mm. him on a lovely, you know, picturesque tour of where we live. Because you knew what was happening. Yeah, I knew exactly what was happening. And then I backed my car into a parking lot Mm. and waited. Mm. And he drove and he drove by because I sat there and I was staring right at him. You're like, I see you. I see you. Mm. Why are you, you know, why are you following me? This is my car bought and paid for. You have no right. You have no right. Because a lot of people think it only happens in the States and that is a very wrong misconception. Oh, totally is. I actually lost two friends on, on uh, Facebook after it happened to Marcia Ian at Marcy Ian. And I had, uh, you know, I shared that and then I shared a couple of experiences that I had with with racism and this is Canada blah 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 and I'm like yeah. are you kidding me I was Bye. actually with a friend last weekend who uh, lives in Cold Harbor and him and his girlfriend who's white um, were driving home to you know a nice neighborhood and um, they stopped for a second I think it had to do with phone like she had a text or something so you know it was pulled over and the cop comes and knocks on his window and like he's not driving he's in the passenger seat yeah and uh remember the cop asked him he's like roll down the windows he rolls down the window and he said were you texting and uh he goes what does it matter i'm not driving like i can text if i want and uh the cop asked him to show him his id he's like i don't have to show you that i don't have to show you that i'm not doing anything and i'm not the driver like if you want to talk to the driver she's right there and then he looked across, ducked down, saw it was a white girl. And he said, you guys have a nice day. It's it's totally inappropriate. I mean, I'm so sensitive now to the point where I shop in the same stores. I know the salespeople in all of the stores that I go to because I go to the same stores. You know, I don't branch out because I don't trust anybody anymore. I don't trust anybody who's going to assume Yeah that I'm shoplifting, yeah. um, who's, who's going to assume that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, I spend, I'll, <laughs> Stu's going to say, yes, she does. But I spend, <laughs> I spend money. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cheap by no. any means. Am I cheap? And, and it, it, the kids used to laugh because we, I have 
great restaurateur friends here in the city and we'd go out to eat and it would be a good night, you know, a few bills on the table. Yeah. <laughs> but we would get treated so well by these owners um, and we would get the sideways looks like who the mm-hmm. hell are they? Like, mm-hmm. why are they being treated like this? Yeah. Why are we being treated like this is because we're freaking humans. There's, exactly. there's no other reason for you to look at me. That guy over there probably plunked down $300 too. You yeah. didn't do a sideways look to him when, you know, when the re- the owner went over and gave him dessert. Like, why exactly. are you looking at me? Well, you because know? you keep assuming that you can't afford it. And you can't afford it. And you must be it, a celebrity if you can. Like, because those are the only black people who can afford good things. Right. I work hard for my money. <laughs> oh, and that's that's right? the one good thing I, you know, I take out of, you know, the, the, the beauty of social media, you know, it's, it sucks that it, it took countless lives uh, dying the, the Trayvon Martins and the George Floyds for us to get here. But I'm more of the opinion that it's, it's better late than never. You know? Yes. And, and um, it's, it's something to build on. Totally. Totally. And, and I, I've always wanted to, you know, I, I use any platform that I have. I, you know, I was part of military wives networks, um, you know, supporting, supporting other military spouses when their spouses were away, um, you know, being that call in the middle of the night if they needed me and them for me as well. And I just think that um, we're the human race and we need yeah. to take care of each other. We need to support each other. We need to, you know, we need to realize that the senior across the street can't shovel their driveway. Don't stare out the window and look, go over and help. Mm-hmm. You know, we need, we need to be more like that and stop closing our doors, closing our windows and closing our minds. We need to be more open-minded, more embracing, more sharing and more caring. And uh, stop assuming. Yes. It's yes. It's, yes. It's such a, if you could just, if we could all just do that, it would be massive steps. Yeah. You know? Don't totally. assume anything at any time in terms of like people's status, people's um, people's intentions, people's just don't assume until you no. get to know people. You know, exactly. I, I judge people based on the sum of their actions. You know, how how do you treat me determines how I'm going to treat you because again, that's how I was raised, and it's really yes. important that I think more parents more teachers more bosses more you know educate everyone just understands that it is our responsibility to usher the next generation to be anti-racist to be more inclusive to be more diverse exactly exactly totally i totally agree with that i know that 2020 of on top of all those things you said about the mental health um, struggles you've dealing for more than 20 years um, yes but you recently started a new job yeah, it's a, vo- it's a it's a it's a volunteer position. I sit on their loan review committee, um, and what attracted me to it was um, I was invited to apply by Nicole Osmond, um, and when I read their website and I learned that this is an organization that provides canadians straight across canada with an opportunity to become entrepreneurs but those canadians are those suffering from 
um, mental health disorders that would generally, of course, be shied away from at a bank because of, you know, perhaps, you know, um, job loss or, um, you know, repeated job loss or just, you know, not able to have held a position just because mm. of their illnesses. So it was really exciting to discover them because I'd, I'd never heard of them. And so... Yeah, I mean, either. Yeah, so I, I'm I, I I'm going to take it upon myself to, you know, share their information as much as possible as I can. Okay. I shared I shared it. Um, they you have know, a website at Rise R I S E Helps. Um, when you go to their website, you will see stories of Canadians and what these wonderful entrepreneurs have started with the assistance of Rise. And it's all about having that person that's in your corner that's going to support you no matter who you are, what you are, or where you've been and what you've gone through. And that's that's me. I I'm that person. I, you know, I had to leave and go on disability because I had, you know, severe anxiety and depression and, you know, then being diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. Um, so that, that person was me and having somebody who's actually going to take a chance on you and believe in you and have, give you opportunities is huge. Mm. Um, and that happened to me, you know, I, I, I've had, I've been blessed with some of the most amazing opportunities uh, throughout my life. You know, I've, I've, I've done everything from, you know, being a, a family support worker, an early childhood educator, to working with small businesses, to uh, being a, an interim executive director for Cecilia Concerts, to working with seniors. And now I'm back working with families in the, you know, Halifax Regional Center for Education. So it's a full circle moment for me. But at the same time, I appreciate every opportunity that's come to me because I have a mental illness mm -hmm. and I've been really fortunate to have people in my corner. So rise just kind of literally rose up yeah. and, and grabbed me. And I really hope that other people, um, you know, check them out and yeah, see um, all the fabulousness that they do with entrepreneurs in Canada. Definitely. I'll definitely be sharing it myself because it seems like an amazing uh, organization that everyone really, uh, we know somebody who could benefit from. Definitely. Definitely. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to bring it back down to a lighthearted note and things <laughs> off. Um, what was your favorite, and ask three things. Oh your, my gosh. <laughs> three things at the Wanderers Ground. So favorite game, favorite drink, and favorite food at the Wanderers Ground. Oh my gosh, favorite game? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? It's actually going to be this year. Because oh, yeah. as much as, you know, we didn't get to have the players. Oh, you mean 2020? 2020. 2020. As much mm -hmm. as we didn't get to have the players, we got, we had fabulous atmosphere. We mm -hmm. had fabulous fan events. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the last game of the of the season, you know, we were on the Wanderers grounds. We were on the grounds, yeah. sitting sitting in our little pods. I know we got the pictures, right? <laughs> and we just had the best time, even though we lost. The fact that you guys made a point of making sure the fans could actually enjoy 
part of the island games mm. just made made us like ecstatic we were you know i it didn't matter what day they were going to happen we were going to be there <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, derek and the team are really good at making sure that um that we take care of our fans because at the end of the day we're nothing without our fans and i really like how you said that you know it was your favorite game because of how it made you feel and like the whole point of you know this whole this podcast together for change series is i want people to understand that we don't need to judge people based on how they look based on how much money they have or their status based on where they live or any you should remember people and treat people the way they make you feel so that was your favorite game now we got what was your favorite drink and your favorite food well, of course, my favorite food is my humble pie. <laughs> Shout out humble pie. <laughs> Shout out. Um, but my but my second, the curry fries. Those were good. Those oh my gosh! Good. Like that, he did such a great job. I kept telling him every time I would buy them, I would say, "I am flashing back to living in Germany right now when I would get curry fries." <laughs> like even even one of the games it rained, and I was like, I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> my fries. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, awesome. And then favorite drink? It was Scully's, right? Scully's? It was, it was. Yeah, yeah. Scully's is amazing. Uh, Nova 7. Nova 7 by oh, Benjamin Bridge, eh? Yes. Be- look, there's Nova 7 in my fridge right now. <laughs> um, yes, Benjamin Bridge since day one. Uh, we've been a fan of everything they've done. Was really excited to see that that they are part of the Wanderers family. And so those cans were amazing. Hopefully we can get them oh, back again in the future. Yeah, we have a few empties, of course. They, we couldn't keep them full, but we've kept the cans. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I did the same. I did the same. Awesome, uh, awesome. Well, yeah. honestly, Missy, thank you a lot for um, you know, everything that you do, but thank you for being a part of this committee. Um, thank you for being somebody who, you know, I hold really dear in my heart as almost my second mother, and you've been really nice to my actual mother, and I hope that you guys continue to, you know, get to know each other, but thank you for just being a good person, you know, and I look forward to um, creating many more memories at the Wanderer Grounds and beyond, and um, thanks for making me feel, you know, like a part of your family as well. That was me blowing you a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Marvin. It was my pleasure, my pleasure. So everyone tuning in, thanks for joining us. Um, Missy, thanks for being on. And remember, we are all together from a ways, but let's work together for change. Cheers.